Hello and welcome to this podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. You're about to hear the Serving Today programme, which is for pastors and church leaders. This episode was recorded with the late Phil Crowter back in the early 2000s, before he went to glory. Welcome to Serving Today, the programme for pastors and church leaders. I'm Derek French and it's good to be with you. The heart of Mark's Gospel. Phil Crowter takes us through Mark chapter 15. We've come today to Mark 15 verses 33 to 39. And again, we've the help of Phil Crowter. Phil, what are you calling this section? Well, here we really get to the very heart of the gospel. And so the title is The Way to God. So fill us in with some background here. Do you remember right at the beginning of Mark's gospel that Mark says that Jesus is the Christ the Son of God. He says the beginning of the gospel about Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Chapter 1, verse 1. Well, it was a long time before Peter and the disciples really grasped this and believed this. It's not until chapter 8, verse 29, that Peter at last sees and says, you are the Christ. And now here at the end of Mark's gospel, as Jesus dies, even a Roman soldier can see the truth. So there in verse 39, he says, Surely this man was the Son of God. Here at the cross is where we too see the truth about Jesus, about who he is and why he died. So let's read the section now from verses 33 to 39. At the sixth hour, darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour. At the ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing near heard this, they said, Listen, he's calling Elijah. One man ran, filled a sponge with wine vinegar, put it on a stick and offered it to Jesus to drink. Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to take him down, he said. With a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last. The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion who stood there in front of Jesus heard his cry and saw how he died, he said, Surely this man was the Son of God. A few things to notice from the verses. In verse 33, it says that the sixth hour, darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour. Well, the sixth hour means midday. And it was dark for for three hours in the middle of the day. Now, this cannot be an eclipse. In an eclipse, the moon hides the sun for a few minutes. And anyway, it was the wrong time of the year. God made the whole land, it says, dark, to make people think. In the Bible, darkness often means that God is angry. And you could look up Isaiah 13, verses 9 and 10 to see that. And then in verse 34, this awful cry, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? This cry shows that God's anger is on Jesus. It's not just dark generally because God is angry about sin but God's anger is directed onto Jesus and Jesus knows that God has left him that's what forsaken means or abandoned this is like hell for Jesus because Mm. hell is where God abandons people God's anger was focused on Jesus God punished Jesus for the sins of his people that's what these words are, are telling us And then verse 35 and 36, Jesus has said, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. 
And some of them heard this and they said, listen, he's calling for Elijah. They don't understand what Jesus is saying. Or or perhaps they're still making fun of him and they're picking up on his words and, and laughing about them. They pretend that Jesus is calling for Elijah, the great prophet. This shows, doesn't it, how blind many people still are, Mm -hmm. even after the three hours of darkness. Mm -hmm. And then in verse 38, there's something here that we really need to understand clearly. The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. You'll notice how Mark has been describing what's been happening at the cross in verse 37. And then again in verse 39. But now he wants to take us to the other side of the town to describe what happens in the temple. It's very important to describe what's going on at the cross. The temple curtain was very tall, very high, very thick. Only God could tear that curtain from the top. Phil, what was the the significance of that? What, What does it mean? Well, the curtain stopped people from going into the most holy place, the the very heart of the temple. That was where God's presence was. He'd promised to meet with them there. Now, God is too holy for us. Sinful people cannot come close to him. In actual fact, only the high priest on atonement day could ever go through that curtain into the most holy place of the temple. But you see what happened when Jesus died? God tore that curtain. And now the way to God is open. The way to this most holy place is available. Jesus is the way for sinful people to come to God. That's what this dramatic description is telling us. When Jesus dies, the curtain is ripped and the way to God has been made open. Could you read 1 Peter 3 verse 18 for us, please? Yes, this is a lovely description, isn't it, of all that Mark has been telling us. Peter writes, For Christ died for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. Lovely. Praise the Lord for that. Yes, indeed. Mm. But what would be the main point then of our message here? Jesus died under God's anger, to bring us to God. Phil, this is a a glorious passage. It's the centre of of the gospel is here, isn't it? How do you suggest we approach preaching? Should we be evangelistic? Should it be teaching? Should it be a mixture of both? Well, it would be an opportunity to perhaps have a special meeting to invite people to hear this talk because people who are not Christians really need to understand why Jesus died. And this talk gets to the heart of that. Yes, because people don't, do they? They they know that he died. A lot lot of people do, not everybody, but they know that he died, but they don't know why. No, that's right. Mm. And so, you know, it could be a special evangelistic event. You could ask a Christian, perhaps, to tell the story of how they came to trust in Jesus' death. Well, let's come to the sermon itself. How many headings do you suggest? Two headings. I want to focus first on how Jesus took God's anger and then on how that opened the way. So first, Jesus took God's anger. If we could read verses 33 and 34 just to remind us. At the sixth hour, darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour. At the ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Thank you. You could start your talk by an illustration. Think of someone you're really afraid of. Now, just can you imagine that that person's 
very angry with you. And imagine that that person can do exactly what he wants to do to you, how you'd feel. Now, we have done wrong. God should punish us. You can talk more about that, how we have sinned against God, how he is angry over our sin, how we need to find peace with God. Because if we do not, then one day God's full anger will come down on us. And that's absolutely terrifying to think of. Now, turn your mind to Jesus. Think about him on the cross. He always pleased his father. His father has loved him perfectly forever. Nothing has ever clouded their relationship. But now that's all changed. The sun has gone dark. Just imagine how frightening that felt for the crowds to be dark at midday. But Jesus knew why it was dark. It was even more terrifying for him. He knew that God's anger pointed at him. It was like going to hell. And so he cried out in great pain, Why have you left me? Jesus did know the answer. God's anger came down on Jesus because of our sin. God was angry at our sin. So Jesus took the punishment that we deserved. We deserve God to be angry with us and to pour out his punishment. But Jesus was taking exactly that punishment. Perhaps here you could use a a word picture to explain this and to talk more about Jesus's wonderful love. I don't know if you've got one in mind, Derek. Yes, I think, Phil, it's always difficult to sort of think of an earthly illustration that really drives the point home. But I suppose something like it could well be somebody going to court and they're found guilty. Mm. And the judge pronounces the punishment, perhaps an enormous fine or long term of imprisonment. And then somebody says, no, I'll, I'll do it instead. Yes. And that would be quite amazing, wouldn't it? I, yes. I, you know, that's just a, a very small illustration because what Jesus did was far greater than that, wasn't yes. it? You know. Yeah. And he's the judge, and it's the judge taking on the punishment, isn't it? It is indeed, yeah. So it's yeah. amazing. So mm. we must try to describe this and help people to understand what awesome love this is. Mm. But as we drive this home, where does that leave you today? If Jesus has taken this terrible judgment on him, where does it leave us? There are two possible answers. The first is this. You have trusted Jesus to take your sin. He's taken your punishment. That means that you're free. That means that God's anger will never come down on you. How you love Jesus for that. But there's an alternative. You've not yet asked Jesus to take your sin. And therefore God is still angry with you. You are in great danger of hell. It is time to ask Jesus to be your saviour. Yes, it's so important that we stress the urgency, don't we, of the hour. We would be afraid of of that person that I described at the beginning, Mm. that somebody who who we're really terrified of and, and he's very angry with us and he can do what he wants. But how we need to be terrified of God, an Mm. angry God. Mm. Because no one will stand in the day of his wrath, will they? No. No. Well, that's very wonderful. Your first point, Jesus took God's anger. And uh, the second point really comes out of this, doesn't it? Yes, because Jesus opened the way. Another illustration, very simple. What happens if paper gets close to fire? It bursts into flames, doesn't it? (laughs) We can never get close to God because he is so holy and we are so sinful. The Bible says that he's like a fire. 
that will burn us up. Now, you need to talk about the temple and the curtain. You could draw it, or you could even make a model of it so that people understand this. You need to show how there was a curtain blocking the way to the most holy place where God's presence was. And you need to show how the people then could never get close to God. But Jesus came to change all that. When he died, Jesus opened the way for sinful people like us to come to God. God tore the temple curtain into two parts. And this was a sign. It was like God shouting, The way to God is now open. Come to me through Jesus. Our sin is the reason that we cannot come to God. But Jesus came to take away that sin. His death on the cross opened the way to God. And so Jesus' death is the best news for people like us. It has opened the way to God. And God calls us now to come to him through Jesus. Will you do that? Or will you say no? Will you stay away from God? And with that gospel appeal, we must bring this edition of Serving Today to a close. This is Derek French saying goodbye and may God bless you. Well, thanks for listening to Serving Today, a podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. To get in touch with us, you can send us a message via WhatsApp. The number is plus four four seven five zero eight nine three two five three four. That's plus four four seven five zero eight nine three two five three four. Or email us. The address is servingtoday at gbm.org.uk. Until next time, goodbye.